remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives and legacies of influential figures on the anniversary of their passing. Today, we're delving into the life of Salvador Dali, the Spanish surrealist artist known for his striking and bizarre images. Dali's work is celebrated for its imaginative power, dreamlike quality, and precise draftsmanship. Often infused with themes of religion, science, and his Catalan heritage, his most famous piece, The Persistence of Memory, with its melting clocks, is a quintessential example of surrealist art. Beyond painting, Dali's work encompassed film, sculpture, and photography, collaborating with a range of artists from various fields. Today marks the 34th anniversary of his passing. So, without any further ado, let's explore the surreal and captivating world of Salvador Dali. Part 1. The Birth of a Genius, 1904-1921 Salvador Dali was born on May 11, 1904 in Figueres, a small town in the foothills of the Pyrenees in Catalonia, Spain. His life began under the shadow of tragedy, as he was named after his older brother, Salvador, who had died just nine months earlier. This unusual circumstance profoundly affected Dali, leading him to later believe that he was the reincarnation of his deceased brother, a theme that would appear in his future works. Dali's father, Salvador Dali Cusi, was a strict disciplinarian and a notary with a firm belief in rational order which contrasted starkly with his son's eccentric and flamboyant nature. His mother, Filipia Ferreres, was nurturing and supportive of her son's artistic aspirations. She recognized his talent early and encouraged his artistic development. Dali had a sister, Anna Maria, who was three years younger and would later become the subject of some of his paintings. From an early age, Dali exhibited signs of his future artistic genius. His first known drawing, created at the age of six, showed a scene of Catalan peasants wearing traditional clothing. Dali's parents built him his first art studio in their summer home in Cadacus, a coastal village that became a significant source of inspiration for him. The landscapes, light, and colors of the region deeply influenced his early works and remained a touchstone throughout his career. Dali's formal art education began at the municipal drawing school in Figueres. There, he was exposed to traditional art techniques, which he mastered with apparent ease. In 1916, an encounter with Ramon Peixot, a local artist, introduced Dali to Impressionism and modern art. This meeting was pivotal in expanding Dali's artistic horizons. The year 1916 also marked Dali's first visit to Paris with the Peixot family. This trip exposed him to the works of the French Impressionists and the burgeoning avant-garde movements, which had a lasting impact on his artistic direction. In his early works, one can trace the influence of these styles, as well as elements of cubism and elements of what would later become his unique surrealistic approach. Dali's teenage years were marked by personal growth and artistic exploration. He began to develop a distinct style characterized by fine draftsmanship and a penchant for unusual and grandiose subjects. His public school reports noted his talent, but also his tendency to daydream, an early indication of his lifelong proclivity for blurring the lines between reality and imagination. As Dali's skills evolved, so did his personality and appearance. He became known for his eccentricities, which included flamboyant clothing and theatrical behavior. 
These traits, combined with his prodigious talent, set him apart from his peers and foreshadowed the unique and provocative persona that he would cultivate throughout his career. Part 2. Exploring Surrealism, 1922-1939 In 1922, Salvador Dali, fueled by his early artistic successes and unique personality, moved to Madrid to study at the prestigious Royal Academy of Fine Arts in San Fernando. Here he found himself in the midst of a vibrant and eclectic artist community. He befriended future luminaries of Spanish arts and literature like poet Federico Garcia Lorca and filmmaker Luis Bunel relationships that would greatly influence his artistic and personal life. Dali's time in Madrid was a period of intense experimentation. He dabbled in various artistic styles, absorbing influences from the classicism that he was taught at the academy to the newest trends in modern art. His work from this period shows a remarkable diversity, ranging from finely detailed, realistic portraits to more abstract, cubist-inspired pieces. During these years, Dali's eccentricity became more pronounced. He was known for his long hair, sideburns, and attire reminiscent of English estates. His personality and talent made him a notable figure in the student community, though his unconventional behavior also stirred controversy. In 1925, Dali held his first solo exhibition in Barcelona. This event was significant, as it marked his entry into the professional art world. The exhibition featured a range of works, showcasing his technical skill and evolving style. It was a well-received exhibition, affirming his status as a rising star in the Spanish art scene. Dali's first visit to Paris in 1926 was another turning point. He met Pablo Picasso, whom he revered. Picasso's innovative approach to art deeply impacted Dali, who began to incorporate elements of surrealism and dadaism into his own work. This period saw the creation of some of his most important early works, including The Basket of Bread and The Girl from Figueres. In 1929, two pivotal events occurred. First, Dali's film collaboration with Bunel in Un Chien Andalo was released. This surreal, dreamlike film caused a sensation and firmly established Dali's place in the surrealist movement. Second, Dali met Gala Eluard, a Russian immigrant who was then married to the French poet Paul Eluard. Gala became Dali's muse, lover, and eventually his wife. She played a crucial role in his life and his work, appearing in many of his paintings and influencing his artistic direction. Dali's affiliation with the Surrealists in Paris led to the most productive and innovative phase of his career. He developed his paranoic critical method, a process by which he accessed his subconscious to enhance his artistic creativity. This period produced iconic works like The Persistence of Memory in 1931, known for its melting clocks, which became one of the most recognized images of surrealist art. However, Dali's relationship with the surrealist group was fraught with tension. His a apolitical stance and controversial views, especially regarding the Spanish Civil War, were at odds with the predominantly left leanings of the group. His fascination with Hitler expressed as an interest in him as a subject for his paranoiac critical method was particularly troubling. In 1934, the tensions culminated in his formal expulsion from the group led by André Breton. Despite this, the 1930s were a period of immense creative output for Dali. He experimented with different mediums, including sculpture, photography, and fashion, collaborating with designers like Elsa Schiaparelli. 
His work during this time was not just limited to visual arts. He wrote the screenplay for another surreal film and published several books, including The Conquest of the Irrational. Dali's art from this era was characterized by a rich, imaginative world filled with bizarre dreamscapes, obstacle illusions, and double images. His fascination with Freudian psychoanalysis profoundly influenced his approach, as seen in works like Soft Construction with Boiled Beans, Premonition of Civil War, which was made in 1936, where he depicted his anguish over the Spanish Civil War in a surrealist context. During this period, Dali also developed his famous method of using critical paranoia to create art. This involved introducing a paranoid state to deconstruct and re-envision reality, thereby allowing him to transform his dreams and obsessions into tangible artistic expressions. This method was fundamental in shaping his unique style and contributed to his reputation as a visionary artist. As the 1930s drew to a close, Dali's fame had grown internationally. He had several major exhibitions, including a significant one at the Julian Levy Gallery in New York in 1934 and the London International Surrealist Exhibition in 1936, where he delivered a lecture wearing a deep-sea diving suit, symbolizing his plunge into the depths of the subconscious. However, the outbreak of World War II marked a new chapter in Dali's life. In 1939, as the political climate in Europe grew increasingly unstable, Dali and Gala moved to the United States. This move opened a new phase in his career where he would further expand his artistic repertoire and become a cultural icon beyond the art world. Part 3. The American Chapter and Evolving Art, 1940-1970 Salvador Dali's relocation to the United States in 1940 marked the beginning of an influential and transformative period in his career. America offered him new opportunities and experiences, greatly impacting his artistic expression. This era was characterized by significant commercial success, expanded public persona, and a continued evolution in his artistic endeavors. During his American years, Dali's flamboyant personality and unique artistic style captivated the American public. He became a cultural celebrity, engaging in various public stunts and collaborations that enhanced his fame. For instance, his collaboration with Alfred Hitchcock for the dream sequence in the movie Spellbound in 1945 showcased his ability to merge the realms of cinema and surreal art. Dali's artistic output during this period was prolific and varied. He explored new mediums and techniques, including jewelry design, fashion, and stage design for ballets and theatrical productions. His work during this time was characterized by a blend of his classic surrealism with new themes influenced by scientific and technological advancements of the era. One of the significant developments in Dali's art during this period was his exploration of religious themes and classical art, influenced by the nuclear bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Dali's nuclear mysticism combined elements of atomic science with traditional religious iconography. This new direction was evident in the works like the Madonna of Port Legate in 1949 and the Sacrament of the Last Supper in 1955, which displayed a more refined and classical technique, reflecting his deepening interest in scientific and religious themes. The 1940s and 50s also saw Dali venturing into the world of print and advertising. He created striking and imaginative ads for brands like De Beers Diamonds, demonstrating his unique ability to blend commerce and high art. 
This period also marked his foray into writing with the publication of his autobiography, The Secret Life of Salvador Dali, in 1942, and later Diary of a Genius in 1964. In 1948, Dali and Gala returned to Europe, settling back into life in Spain, while maintaining their ties to the United States. They moved between their residence in Port Legat, a castle in Puebla, a gift to Gala, and New York. This transatlantic lifestyle allowed Dali to maintain his influence and relevance in both Europe and American art scenes. The 1960s were marked by further diversification of Dali's work, he experimented with new forms of media and technology, including holography, exploring its potential for creating three-dimensional immersive art. His interest in science continued to manifest in his work with a series of paintings focused on DNA and molecular structures. During this time, Dali also devoted considerable effort to the development of the Dali Theater Museum in his home of Figueres. This project was a culmination of his artistic vision, a place where visitors could enter and experience his surreal world. The museum, which opened in 1974, was a significant legacy project for Dali, encapsulating his life's work and artistic journey. This period of Dali's life story is a testament to his adaptability, creativity, and enduring influence as an artist. His time in America not only expanded his horizons, but also solidified his status as one of the most innovative and enigmatic figures of the 20th century art world. His exploration of new themes and mediums during this period reflected his unceasing curiosity and commitment to pushing the boundaries of artistic expression. This era also showcased his ability to navigate the worlds of high art and popular culture, making him a unique figure in the annals of modern art. Dali's impact during these years was not limited to the art world. He became an icon synonymous with the surreal and bizarre. His public appearances, often marked by outlandish stunts and statements, kept him in the limelight and contributed to the cult of personality that surrounded him. His theatricality and flair for self-promotion were as much a part of his art as his paintings and sculptures. Throughout the 1950s and 60s, Dali continued to receive accolades and recognition for his work. He held numerous exhibitions across Europe and the United States, drawing large crowds and further cementing his reputation as a leading figure in surrealistic art. His influence extended beyond the visual arts to inspire writers, filmmakers, and designers, attesting to the far-reaching impact of his creative vision. Despite the commercial success and public attention, Dali's personal life during this period was complex and tumultuous. His relationship with Gala, while central to his life and his work, was fraught with challenges. Gala's increasing independence and her affairs strained their marriage, yet she remained his muse and primary influence. As the 60s drew to a close, Dali's artistic output began to slow, although he never ceased creating. His health started to decline, and the death of Gala in 1982 would mark a significant turning point in his life. Nonetheless, the period from 1940 to 1970 was a time of immense creativity and innovation for Dali, a chapter in which he not only achieved international fame, but also made lasting contributions to the art world and popular culture. Part 4, Final Years and Enduring Legacy, 1971-1989 The final chapter of Salvador Dali's life, beginning in the early 1970s, was a period marked by a gradual decline in his physical health and creative output, punctuated by moments of recognition and the cementing of his legacy. Despite these challenges of his later years, Dali's influence and stature in the art world remained formidable. In the early 1970s, Dali continued to create and exhibit his work, 
though the pace of his artistic production slowed. He dabbled in various projects ranging from designing the Chupa Chups logo to creating a series of holographic art. His work during this period reflected a continued interest in science, religion, and history, themes that had become prominent in his later career. The Dali Theater Museum in Figueres, which opened in 1964, was a major focus for Dali during this period. The museum, designed by Dali himself, was not just a place to house his work, it was a grand surreal creation that embodied his artistic vision. The building, with its distinctive egg-topped facade and bread-shaped decor, became a major tourist attraction and a testament to Dali's unique style. Dali's personal life during these years was overshadowed by the declining health of his wife, Gala, and her death in 1982 was a devastating blow to Dali, both emotionally and creatively. Gala had been his muse, collaborator, and manager, and her absence left a void in his life. After her death, Dali's health deteriorated rapidly. He moved to the castle in Pueblo, which he had bought for Gala, and lived there in seclusion. Despite his retreat from public life, Dali's impact on the art world and popular culture continued to be felt. His influence could be seen in the works of a new generation of artists and in the broader cultural fascination with surrealism and avant-garde art. His visionary approach to art, encompassing not just painting but also film, sculpture, and photography, inspired artists to explore beyond traditional boundaries. In 1984, Dali suffered severe burns in a fire at the castle leading to a further decline in his health. He spent his remaining years moving between hospitals and his museum, cared for by a small group of friends and employees. Despite his frailty, Dali made occasional public appearances, demonstrating his enduring commitment to his art and public persona. Salvador Dali passed away on January 23, 1989, at the age of 84, in his hometown. The news of his death was met with tributes from around the world, reflecting his status as one of the most influential artists of the 20th century. He was buried in a crypt beneath the stage of his theater museum, a fitting resting place for an artist who had spent his life blurring the lines between art and life. Today, Dali is remembered not just for his contributions to surrealism, but for his role in shaping the modern artistic landscape. His exploration of the subconscious, use of bizarre and dreamlike imagery, and the fusion of classical and avant-garde techniques have left a lasting imprint on the art world. His works from the iconic per The Persistence of Memory to his lesser-known sculptures and writings continue to be celebrated for their originality, technical prowess, and capacity to inspire wonder and intrigue. And that concludes today's episode on Salvador Dali, a master of surrealism whose work challenged and expanded the boundaries of art and imagination. He's also who died today, January 23rd. If you're captivated by Dali's extraordinary creativity and wish to see images of his work or learn more about his impact on the art world, please follow our Instagram at who.died.today. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and try to subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we continue to explore the lives of artists whose vision and talent have left an indelible mark on our cultural landscape. I'm your host, Peter, thanking you for joining us in celebrating the life and the legacy of the incomparable Salvador Dali.